from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report, back in Studio B. Sean Kelly, very happy, happy, happy to be back home today and with you on a packed show here from Studio B on Airline Drive. Wow, I, you know, I, I, I don't know what I'm more happy to be home and to be with you today, kind of in person on the Black and Blue Report, or if I'm uh, in this good of a mood because uh, my St. Louis Cardinals are advancing to the NLCS, as producer Dan shakes his head at me, or the fact that the Blues beat the Blackhawks last night, or the fact that the Pelicans came home 3-0. and Now we're getting, uh, Daniel says yes, now we're getting kind of on track. So, yes, I'm getting on track and also happy because today we kind of ramp up our coverage and our preparations for Saints and Patriots this weekend and we do that here, starting with the Black and Blue Report today, and that will continue tomorrow, of course. As a matter of fact, uh, we're going to talk to the voice of the Saints today. Jim Henderson is kind of our usual on Thursday. He'll be joining us here in just a moment. Uh, yesterday was the uh, Wednesday pressers for Sean Payton and for quarterback Drew Brees. We'll touch on that here in just a moment. And then we bring back in our national college football expert, Pat Forty from Yahoo Sports. He's a part of the day as well. And, of course, a recap of last night's Pelicans win in Jacksonville over the Orlando Magic. So, as I mentioned, full show. Good to be home to do it all for you here on this Thursday. Let's turn our attention to the Saints. We haven't been able to do that here in a couple of days because they've been kind of quiet, and now they're really back at it. Yesterday, as we mentioned, it was a Sean Payton and Drew Brees speaking to the media after practice, and it felt normal because that's the usual Wednesday routine uh, with this game coming up on Sunday. Uh, the news coming out of New England, of course, a lot of it's surrounding a Rob Gronkowski, their tight end, who it looks like he's going to suit up and be ready to go for the Patriots. They've really missed that weapon uh, on the offensive side of the football, and that certainly has the attention of Sean Payton and the Saints, who say they are preparing as if he is – in the mix for Sunday. You go through the process as if he is playing. You discuss jersey numbers, and when you're when you're running practice plays, you you you, t- you try to prepare for what you've seen when he's played, and and not be surprised if he's up, and then also understand if he's not. Yeah, I think it's each week we're faced with that now, and and the the other team is as well. And sometimes if it's an interior lineman, maybe a Certain positions aren't as maybe noticeable where you're trying to match up certain personnel, but with a, a player like like him, you know, it's it's pretty significant. On the other side of the ball, Coach Payton was talking about Aqib Talib and a New England defense that probably doesn't get as much attention as they as they should. This is a top five defense right now in the NFL, and a, although uh, with one loss already. Uh, don't go to sleep on that side of the ball as we talk about Sunday's action. You know, they're doing a very good job. They, they get to the ball. They, they play a lot of man defense, man-to-man coverage. They're big inside. Um, Keeb is someone who's got excellent ball skills. Um, 
he's long and so he gets his hands on a lot of passes and, and you, you really got to be you really got to be on target with where you go when you're throwing his way. He's also got very good recovery speed, and so he can make up uh, a step. And uh, he's he's playing at, a, at an elite level right now. And that's that's just looking at the film every game and watching him. Very consistent. He's also drawn some tough matchups, and you know he's uh, very competitive. Of course, the easy thing to talk about with regard to Sunday um, are the quarterbacks. Man, can you can you find a better quarterback matchup in the NFL on any given Sunday than uh, Tom Brady and Drew Brees? Probably not. Here's Sean Payton talking about the two maybe marquee quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Obviously, both are accomplished, and the success Tom's had there is is well documented, noted, and you know there's been through his time and Bill's time there. There's been a, a lot of different pieces, no different than you would say to some degree. Drew's seen some. Different players come and go. You know they're they're different in a lot of ways, and yet they're they're both very competitive and guys that know how to win. And they're not playing against each other really. They're playing and uh, and working with their own teams. But look, it's a good team we're playing on the road after another road game we just played. They're coming off a tough loss, and uh, you know we're going to have to play one of our best football games, and I think our players see that and they understand that. Speaking of Drew Brees, I don't think he got real deep on a whole lot of things yesterday, Producer Dan, but one thing he did offer up was uh, were his thoughts on Bill Belichick and the New England defense. They're always extremely well coached, very disciplined. They do a great job of getting pressure on the quarterback, um, getting turnovers. They're very, they play very well at home, you know, utilizing that, that atmosphere. You just know you're going to get a very disciplined, sound defense. So some thoughts from yesterday's press conference featuring the uh, Saints head coach and the quarterback, number nine. Uh, speaking of Saints-Patriots, we're going to continue our conversation about that football game and get our Thursday visit with uh, maybe our favorite guest, the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, on the other side of this timeout. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Say that to say this. The new album from Trombone Shorty. Trombone Shorty is back with 11 explosive tracks on his highly anticipated new release. Say that to say this. This album delivers funk, R&B, rock, and soul that's sure to blow you away. Trombone Shorty delivers an incredible remake of the Meters classic, Be My Lady, with all music played by the original Funky Meters. What's up, New Orleans? This is Trombone Shorty. Check out my new record, Say That to Say This, produced by Raphael Sadiq and me in stores now. 
Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and have an amazing game night group experience that you can customize to meet your group's needs. Bring your family, friends, or coworkers, and we'll bring the fun. Make lasting memories while you sit back and enjoy the excitement of watching the world's best athletes. And ask, how can you be a part of the action on Center Court? For more information and to book your group night, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Get geared up for the big game and wear what the team wears. Visit the Saints Team Store at Gate B on the plaza level of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Welcome back into the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. As uh, usual on Thursdays, we are graced by the uh, presence of the voice of the New Orleans Saints. Jim Henderson joins us from uh, some game prep cave somewhere secretly located in southeast Louisiana as he prepares for the Saints and Patriots this weekend. Jim, thanks as always for joining us on this Thursday. And again, I will keep our promise that I will not disclose your secret location here as we visit. Well, it's, it's the Waffle House in Mandeville, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> oh, see now, now you won't be able to get a, you won't be able to get a table in there on Thursdays. Unbelievable, uh, Jim. The Saints make a big announcement yesterday regarding a Ring of Honor at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Uh, some would say long overdue. Some would say timing is right. Um, what are your thoughts on on how this is all going to start to play out? I guess next month. Well, I think it's a great idea, and. Um, Pretty soon they'll be announcing the first class. I'm privy to know what that class consists of, and I don't think anybody will will quarrel with the first honorees. And um, I've been part of some meetings about it, and I think it's going to be first class and really add uh, to the structure and add to the to the Saints' history. I think it's wonderful. This ta- this kind of takes some of the steam out of what I was going to ask you, and that was you know who you thought what should be in that inaugural class, and you already know. So this you're, you're, you're kind of removing some of the fun here. Um, can you, I will. I will tell you this. Jonathan Sullivan is not one of them. <laughs> wow. As far as I'll go. Okay. Um, can Can you at least Can you at least tell us whether or not it spans the breadth of the Saints' history? Will we see names that haven't maybe been spoken in a long time? No, it won't. So uh, I would say it's it's probably going to um, reflect more recent history because there have been better players in recent history uh, than in the early days of the team when uh, they were an expansion team and sort of a ragtag bunch. So I think it'll be a very emblematic of what this team has been in its better years. And, and and can you give us some kind of a hint? Are we talking about a large class, a small class, or is there has there been some criteria as to how many can go up on the ring of honor each year or? What's the, what are the rules? That's kind, of, that's kind of still under discussion. As I recall from the last time we met, uh, I'm not sure. We had some discussion about ground rules as far as active players, that sort of thing. Uh, but as far as the number of people that would be in each class or would there have to be people inducted each year, I think that's still being talked about. We have enough time to do it because uh, after this first class, we'll have another year to pick the second. And I think at one point uh, we had talked about, too, uh, the fans perhaps having an opportunity to vote um, over the Internet to give us their suggestions as to who should be in there. So it's kind of a work in progress, but I think people will be very happy with it. It seems to me that this is um, this is well-received in stadiums around the NFL. I've been to a couple of them. You've been to all of them. Uh, the Ring of Honor, I think, adds to the, um, the legacy of these franchises now. I think so, too, and I think it's great. It kind of spans generations, and it's a kind of an opportunity for uh, when people take their youngsters into a game to say, you don't remember this person, he was before your time, but here's a little bit of, of a history about him, and it helps the fans recall uh, those days and uh, recall 
some great players that contributed so much to this city and to this team. So I think it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. I think it's going to be very well received by everybody. Jim Henderson joining us from the Waffle House in Mandeville. I'm, I'm excited about that in November, um, and we'll talk more about that as those names uh, become public. Saints and Patriots this weekend. You've got to be salivating to call a game like this. Jim, this is a marquee matchup this weekend. Yeah, it really is for sort of the second week in a row. And uh, the Saints going up there as a small road underdog I think is interesting. The Patriots have really been struggling. They hope to get Rob Gronkowski back this week. That should help. But this is not your typical Patriot team. Everybody knows about the injuries they've had at wide receiver. They're not running the ball nearly as well as they were at this point last year. Tom Brady's been very reluctant to look downfield with all these new receivers and guys coming back who have uh, – uh, perhaps not been able to get on the same page with him in the passing game. And they've really been plagued by drops. They had six drops last week against Cincinnati. Now, the weather contributed uh, to that, but they've had 17 drops in five games, and only the Rams with 18 have more in the NFL. And they struggled. Uh, you know Tom Brady wasn't able to throw a touchdown pass last week, snapping his streak of 52 straight games with one. Uh, they had a first and goal at the Cincinnati one and couldn't punch it in. They settled for two field goals in that game. Um, so they've got some, some problems the Saints will try to take advantage of. Defensively, they've got some injuries. Everybody knows about Vince Wilfork and his injury that's put him out for the season, but they also had one of their better defensive linemen, Tommy Kelly, injuring his knee last week against the Bengals. We'll see if, if he can go. Now you look at their secondary, and they've got a great corner in Aqib Tlaib. Don't expect to see much action thrown his way in this game, but uh, Alfonso Denard uh, Dennard will probably get most of the balls at the other cornerback position. So um, the Patriots are very tough, tough to beat in October uh, in Gillette Stadium, and so I think that probably contributes as much as anything to the uh, line on this game because if you look at what the Saints have done and how much people right now are moving them up in the power rankings with their 5-0 and record, and you look at the Patriots having lost to Cincinnati, they squeaked by Buffalo by two, by the Jets by three, and by the, the Falcons by seven in a game they very well could have lost. So um, I think probably people are a little bit surprised that the Saints will go up there as underdogs, but again, I think it's a tribute to how well the Patriots play in October at home. Here's a curveball for you. Uh, Jim, who has more to gain and who has more to lose when you look at this game? Mm, I think it's kind of even, really. Um, certainly the Saints would... Love to get off to a 6-0 and start. They build up such a big buffer in their division with that 5-0 and start and uh, the Falcons' problems and uh, all the things that they now have to face the rest of the year. And Tampa Bay is having one of those crash-and-burn years that default some, uh, some franchises every year. Uh, the Panthers look to be in disarray and maybe on the edge of verge of firing their coach. So uh, I think it's pretty much even. You still think the Patriots are going to take their division, even though uh, they aren't. Uh, you got Miami and you've got the Jets who are a little bit surprising with their starts, but uh, I think it's pretty much even. The Saints obviously could afford a loss, but you certainly don't want that to happen. Jim, I was on the road with basketball yesterday. I'm pretty sure you were here for Drew Brees' press conference. Is that is that correct? Actually, I wasn't. I got there just after it because I had some other commitments. Um, I was speaking to a class at Loyola yesterday. Oh, that's and I was right. also on the Angelus show. I don't know how you missed that, but I was on the Angelus show on WWL Radio it, with Hokey, so I was unable to get there in time. Uh, I did see the transcript of it, however. Okay, good. Then I want to ask you this question. I think Drew Brees mentioned yesterday, uh, and, and I'm sure you saw it in the transcript, I think that he described the win against New England back in '09 as really the game that kind of 
I guess, galvanize their feelings on how good they were. That's inside the clubhouse, if you know what I mean, and and may have legitimized their their run toward what eventually was the Super Bowl championship. Um, can you draw a parallel here? I mean, at, at, at this point, they if they would win this game, they'd be six and zero going into the bye. Uh, New England is still New England. Are we are we in almost the same position as as what Drew was describing in 09? I think probably this team is more convinced of its power right now than the 09 team was uh, in the course of that 13 game winning streak. I do recall that game very vividly. Uh, Devery Henderson had a big game, was totally alone for a touchdown pass. The Saints had been banged up, as I recall, in their secondary and were playing some guys that uh, were only there for a short time just to fill in the gaps. But uh, Drew has been very impressive against the Patriots, as he has against so many teams. And uh, so I think probably that team was believing in itself more with each succeeding week, and I think pretty much this team already believes in itself. That's 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 heady stuff right there. I mean, it, the one last thing I wanted to, to throw your way was: um, uh, were you surprised or were you disappointed that Tom Brady's streak ended last week, as opposed to maybe being able to to do it ourselves here uh, in in week six? No, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's over. That would just provide him with more impetus coming into this game. I think the schedule maker probably had it in mind as well. The, the Saints and Drew Brees would go up there with. With Tom Brady having an opportunity to tie his streak, so uh, no, I, I'm glad it's over, and and um, I'm, I'm glad Brady's, quite frankly, having some of the struggles that he's having, and um, you know this is just if you look at this this offense of the Patriots and the, their wide receivers are very pedestrian with Julian Edelman leading them in catches with 36. Amendola just came off a, a three-game absence and had three drops last week, so. Uh, I think you've probably seen some of the highlights of Brady shaking his head in disbelief and um, settling for so many checkdowns and underneath throws. That's not the Tom Brady we've seen in years past. All right, Jim, let's get to the favorite part of the conversation. Uh, seemingly we end this uh, way most uh, every Thursday, but um, on Saturday the in Blue New Grotto. The what Blue now? Grotto. The Lou Grotto? <laughs> You want to know where we're going to eat, right? Well, well, yes, but that was I was I was setting it up by saying, you know, after you and Hokie enjoy your, your fall foliage tour, uh, through the New England countryside, where will dinner be on Saturday night? You just kind of just you know went right to the, right to the meat of it. Well, I couldn't wait for you to ask. I've been thinking about it for the week. Um, Lou Schumann, who was uh, a part of the the, the Pelicans and Hornets um, engineering crew and uh, a part of that group, has advised us we're staying in Providence to go to a restaurant called the Blue Grotto. So that will be our pick. Uh, this weekend on Saturday night in Providence, Rhode Island. I'll expect a full report when I see you next week, sir. You got it. Thanks. You might actually end up on my expense report as a guest, even if you're not going. That's fair. And uh, and I have I have, I have 80, or 41 NBA road games coming up that I'm sure that the voice of the Saints will be participating in as well. Um <laughs> That's what that's what we like to call uh, what is it synergy now that these two franchises are together. This this works out great. Um, I Jim, think it's terrific. Yes, safe travels, Jim. As always, appreciate your Thursday visit with us, uh, and leave a nice tip there at Waffle House, will you? And we'll keep the uh, next week's location just a secret. I like them smothered, covered, chunked, and diced. It, it costs extra, but I'm ready to pay for that. Oh, uh, you're the last of the big spenders. Uh, we're back. I, I got to get to a break. Back on the, on the Black and Blue Report after this. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region? 
including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Ochsner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great. Better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Take flight with your New Orleans Pelicans and bring the fun and excitement of the NBA to your next birthday party, wedding, or corporate events. The Pelicans dance team, mascot, drumlines, dunk team, and inflatable games are available throughout the year to entertain you. To get more information on how you can bring one of our entertainment teams to your event, visit pelicans.com today. The Pelicans are your NBA team, and Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is your M-Life Resort right here on the Gulf Coast. Featuring 1,740 luxuriously appointed rooms, exquisite award-winning dining choices, a championship-caliber golf course, and all the amenities you've come to expect from MGM Resorts International, Beau Rivage is the only true resort experience you'll find in the South. You belong at the Beau. Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is proud to be a sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. Rivers leads for diving Davis. He winds up and dunks with two hands from back behind his dome and over the iron. Davis with 25. Well, that was some of the fun last night in Jacksonville. Game three for the Pelicans this preseason. And Anthony Davis, uh, wow, unbelievable. Uh, that was one of uh, several field goals for him. That one, the easy kind, on his way to 29 points. Well, he made some hay at the free throw line last night as well the pelicans uh, improved to three and zero, and uh while they don't count anthony davis was quick to point out last night that uh, they're treating these games as if uh, they're regular season games because they want some kind of a translation here between the ones that don't count where they're winning and the ones that eventually next month that will count no we are here competing we know it's preseason you know and we're not trying to treat it like that you know um, we have come out with a great mindset and great intensity to carry over. You know, we want to carry 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 this over into the season and get the thing rolling when we play uh, Indiana at home. Davis has bettered his points totals in the first three games, uh, 21, 25, 29 uh, last night. If last night was a regular season game, that would have been a new career high for Anthony Davis. Uh, he has turned my head, and, and and not just mine, but, but many right now. And uh, friends, get ready. When you see him in person, it's going to be – much different than what you saw in his rookie campaign. Head coach Monty Williams kind of weighed in on things uh, and, and did acknowledge that Davis is playing well, but uh, I think he's expecting even more coming up. He's worked on his game. You know, we're not going to jump the gun and, and get crazy with it, but he's worked on his game. And um, he spent a lot of time in the gym this summer to prepare for the things that he couldn't do last year, and, and he's only scratching the surface. He's going to get better. So, he, you know, he, he has a ways to go. He's got to continue to work. He's got to get better at talking on defense, understanding how physical teams are playing against him and reacting to that. And then trying to, you know, what I thought he did well in the third quarter was get to the line. And uh, that helped us set our defense. 
but he can he can be really good, and it's not me. That's just his God-given ability. All right, so Davis of certainly, uh, certainly is the is the highlight of the trip and the way that he started his preseason. Um, let's not forget Brian Roberts has played well. He missed the first game recovering from a, a slightly turned ankle, but uh, 17 points in the fourth quarter against Dallas on Monday. We had talked about that, and then he shined again as the second leading scorer for the Pelicans last night in the win over the Orlando Magic. Uh, Drew Holiday in the postgame locker room last night kind of tried to put it all together for us and uh, – here were his thoughts on this first road trip of the season, specifically the preseason, in which the Pelicans finished 3-0. and I think that's it. You know, we got three wins. Uh, definitely want to start something off well. Uh, first road trip, I guess unofficially, I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, we got three wins. Uh, I think all of them kind of came down to the wire, but in pressure. Um, you know, you see guys step up, you see what they're made of. Obviously, B-Rod making big plays. Even Jeff Withy getting in there, getting a big rebound, uh, staying ready. A.O., who, I mean, a big jump ball. So, um, I think when it comes down to it in, in, in all these games, you kind of find out, uh, you know, who, who's ready to play, especially in, even though it's preseason, it, it, it's still the end of the game, it, you know, a crucial time in the game. So. Back to the practice floor today for the Pelicans. Uh, head coach Bonnie Williams has pushed practice back later into the afternoon after uh, late travel last night home from Jacksonville. But they will be back at it, and I would imagine, pretty hard today. Uh, and then they'll start getting ready for a Sunday afternoon game in Biloxi. Tickets are still available as the uh, Pelicans take on the Atlanta Hawks at the Gulf Coast Coliseum. Uh, you can go uh, through their box office to get the best seats available for that game on Sunday. That's a 1 o'clock start. Saints don't play until later on that afternoon, so you can kind of do both on Sunday. Uh, keep this in mind. There is no broadcast of Sunday's preseason game. No television, no radio. So if you want to see that Pelicans uh, preseason game, you're going to probably have to do it in person over in Biloxi. And again, there are still tickets avail- available for that. So with that, let's uh, remind you that the Monty Williams Show comes your way tonight on our New Orleans flagship, 105.3 WWL-FM. That'll be an extensive visit with head coach Monty Williams. We'll talk about Davis' start here in the preseason, and uh, we'll get a visit, too, from John DeShazer and David Wesley. All that starts at 8, 8 Central tonight on WWL-FM. Coming up next here on the Black and Blue Report, we turn our attention to college football, and Pat Forty from Yahoo Sports joins us on a myriad of topics after these messages. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. Whoa, interception! But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes. Here we go. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. The offseason for your New Orleans Pelicans has been exciting with all-star Drew Holiday and former Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans being added to a lineup headlined by Anthony Davis and Ryan Anderson. Now, with the release of half-season and 12-game plans at varying price levels, there truly is a ticket plan for every fan. Packages start as low as $13 per game and feature the best seat locations to see all-star opponents, including the world champion Miami Heat. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP to get your seats today. Hey there, what you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? 
Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We want to touch on college football a little bit here as we continue throughout this week. A busy one as the Pelicans and the Saints are really uh, kind of going at it full go now. And uh, certainly college football is in the same boat as we roll toward the middle of October now. And he's been on before. We're certainly uh, thankful to have him back on again. But Pat Forty from Yahoo Sports joins us. He's our, I guess you could call it, Pat, you're our national college football expert. If we can uh, put that mantle on you and uh, proceed with questioning from that standpoint. You all are on shaky ground if I'm your expert, but let's proceed anyway. Shall, shall we? Yes. Uh, interesting take by you about the Pac-12. I think you're spot on, but here in SEC country, I don't think they've been paying attention to what's been going on out west. And you, sir, say that the month of October belongs to those late kickoffs and those teams in the Pac-12, as opposed to maybe what we're all traditionally used to seeing in the SEC. Yeah, uh, you know it's a great year uh, for basketball, for football. I'm sorry, out there, and and the the schedule breaks where you know October 5th to November 7th, most of the really key national games are being played uh, in the Pac-12. Yet they have four teams ranked in the top 16, and they're all playing each other. Stanford and Washington played a, a very exciting three-point game uh, October 5th, and now Oregon goes to Washington on the 12th. Then UCLA has the worst back-to-back road trips of anybody in the country. They go to Stanford on the 19th and Oregon on the 26th. And then Oregon and Stanford play each other on a Thursday night, November 7th. And then we can get back to LSU-Alabama and the SEC after that. But for now, the Pac-12 is where it's at. But I can't remember, Pat, at any point in the last, let's say, decade at least, that the Pac-12 has been able to say we're the marquee thing in a, over a, a month of the college football season. How did we get to this conversation? Great question, because we haven't been able to say that before. And, uh, you know, I think really the, the, the conference has just added depth. They've added really good coaches. If you look at some of the hires that have been made, that Jim Mora, major step up at UCLA, um, Rich Rodriguez, major step up at Arizona, uh, Mike Leach has, has, has resuscitated Washington State, Oregon has kept it going after losing Chip Kelly, Stanford has kept it going after losing uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh. The, the the shocking thing to me is that we're talking about the Pac-12 like this, and USC isn't even in the conversation. That tells you uh, how much broader the league has gotten because it used to be USC and everybody else. Pat, the 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 somewhat tired but maybe somewhat relevant argument that that we get down here in SEC country with regard to the Pac-12 is is well, if those teams played our teams head to head, this would be a whole different story. Or if those Pac-12 teams played the same type of schedule that the SEC teams would play maybe they wouldn't be ranked so high. Is there any relevancy to that, or can we can we look into that at all? Well, I think uh, 
by and large, they play a tougher schedule. If you look at it, they play nine league games. SEC plays eight. And they're more willing, I think, other than the, the, a few SEC teams, more willing to schedule uh, legitimate non-conference opponents. I mean, they had several games head-to-head with the Big Ten. Oregon has had a series with uh, Tennessee. And it's, you know, Tennessee's down, but that's not Oregon's fault. They scheduled the series. Uh, Washington routed Boise State. And we saw Boise State come into SEC country a couple of years ago and, and beat uh, the Tar out of Georgia. So, you know, they put up some good wins. UCLA has beaten Nebraska two years in a row. Uh, I, I don't think you can not knock, knock the schedule. And you could probably go, I think, this year, team for team, SEC and Pac-12, and it would be pretty darn competitive. You know, I think uh, Oregon, hey, I, who wouldn't like to see an Oregon-Alabama matchup right now? Oh, I'd, uh, I'd, if Stanford's the second-best team, maybe Stanford and a healthy Georgia matchup. Uh, LSU against UCLA. I mean, I think those would be very good games. I don't think it's a, a SEC walkover by any stretch. Pat Forty from Yahoo Sports with us here on the Black and Blue Report. I keep trying to trap him, but I can't. He's got a solid argument here. Um, you know, Pat, with the with the dominance of the SEC over recent history here, that's turned into basically becoming a an NFL football factory. There's so many SEC guys that go on and do well in the NFL. With the Pac-12 now emerging, will we start to see more uh, contributions to the NFL from that league? And if so, are there some names you can share with us? Uh, yeah, I think so. And I think you know, we've already started to see it. I mean, Stanford has put out a bunch of NFL guys. Uh, Oregon's putting some out. Uh, you know, and I think there will be more in the future. I, you know, I think you could probably say right now that the number one tight end in the country is at Washington, Austin Safarian Jenkins. Everybody thinks he's going to be a first-round pick. Marcus Mariota. A lot of people think he's the second-best pro prospect quarterback behind Teddy Bridgewater uh, from Oregon. Uh, you know, a lot of the speed guys from Oregon are going to have, certainly have a chance to play. UCLA, Anthony Barr is probably a top-ten pick, maybe a top-five pick, pass rusher, uh, outside linebacker, defensive end type. So there's, there is talent out there. There may not be the, the numbers of draft picks that you're going to see from the SEC, but you're going to see – uh, some very high high picks and some impact players in the NFL. That's a natural lead into my next question. We're almost, wouldn't you say we're about halfway through? We're getting close to it. Um, you want to handicap the Heisman race at this point, Pat? Yeah, you know, it, it looks like a quarterback race, that's for sure. Um, you know, I, I still have Johnny Manziel on top. Can't knock what he has done. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people expected the offseason to catch up with him. The, the, you know, the controversies and the attention, the stress and everything. It didn't. He played so well against Alabama. That, I think, sticks with a lot of people, and he's played very well since then, too. So, for now, he's still on top of my list. Uh, I think Mariota from Oregon is certainly up there. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater from Louisville, who I think probably is going to be the top quarterback taken in the NFL draft. is having a great season. It's just nobody notices because they, they don't play anybody. Um, you know, and several other quarter Aaron Murray for Georgia has had, has just been phenomenal, uh, as as good as as anybody out there. And uh, you know, I think if you if you want a dark horse, maybe uh, Lake Seastrunk from Baylor, who leads the Big Twelve in rushing and has two second half carries all year because they've been beating people so badly, they've been putting their guys on the bench. But he's eleven point one yards per carry threat to go 80 with it every time he touches it that's crazy you can get lost in waco texas i've been there there's no doubt about that um pat forty from yahoo sports with us you know everybody here is going to be talking about lsu florida this weekend and rightfully so it's you know in in the backyard the 
and and certainly a, a great rivalry over the years. If if you were to give us though your list of um, must watch TV this weekend, what's what are the marquee uh, what are the marquee ones for you? Well, that game's definitely on the list. Um, you know, I I was at the game last year in Gainesville and was very surprised to see uh, Florida just punch them in the mouth like that, and that was a signal that Florida was off to a very good season, and that maybe there was the LSU was a little bit susceptible and. I expect kind of a revenge uh, motive this time around. I expect LSU to be more than ready and to handle that game. And LSU's offense just is so much better now than it has been in recent years. Uh, but other than that, Oregon-Washington, that's the game I'm going to be going to. Uh, two teams that are both playing the hurry-up, no huddle now. So that could be, you know, 200 plays and 100 points. That should be fun. And I think uh, the Red River shootout, Oklahoma and Texas, uh, could be Mac Brown's last stand there. If, if he loses that game, I think it's probably the end of the line for Mac. So uh, I think it's very much worth watching there to see what develops. Yeah, well, I'll hope to have you on in a couple of weeks, and I would imagine that Mac Brown conversation will be even hotter by the time that you and I talk again, that's for sure. Uh, Pat, enjoy the uh, baseball postseason in your free time, if you don't mind. And uh, and we'll keep an eye on your Missouri Tigers a little bit, too. Uh, don't they have a big one this weekend? They do, actually. Undefeated going between the hedges. And, uh, and Georgia is so beaten up, I think Missouri can win the game. Uh, that, and if Missouri gets to 6-0, and I, geez, I, I certainly wouldn't have expected that. I don't think anybody could have at this point. Gary Pinkle, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Pat Forty from Yahoo Sports. Our college football expert, Pat, appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend's games. I hope that you uh, get a good shootout out in the Northwest like you're hoping for. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. We'll be back with more on the Black and Blue Report. Our conversation continues. All things Pelicans and Saints after these messages. The hippest senior dance team in the NBA, the Crescent City Classics, presented by People's Health, are ready to show you their moves and teach you a fun routine to perform at a Pelicans home game. The Crescent City Classics dance clinics in the month of November are for Pelicans fans over the age of 50, and each participant receives six total hours of dance instruction, a t-shirt, and a ticket to a Pelicans home game. Space is limited. For more info and pricing, visit pelicans.com today. Hey, New Orleans Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Being the official chicken of the New Orleans Saints, we're more than just fans of the Saints. We're fans of Saints fans. So on game day, we make sure they're reloaded with tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. The best chicken fingers around? We got this. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. The Pelicans are your NBA team, and Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is your M-Life Resort right here on the Gulf Coast. Featuring 1,740 luxuriously appointed rooms, exquisite award-winning dining choices, a championship-caliber golf course, and all the amenities you've come to expect from MGM Resorts International, Beau Rivage is the only true resort experience you'll find in the South. You belong at the Beau. Beau Rivage Resort and Casino is proud to be a sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. 
Thanks to the internet, anyone can get a show these days. Certainly was good to be back in Studio B today. Don't forget, you can join us wherever the show originates from via the electronic filings of radio at pelicans.com on your email or via Twitter at Sean Kelly Live or at Black Blue Report. Many thanks to all of our guests today. Monty Williams, Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday, Pat Forty, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and Jim Henderson, the voice of the New Orleans Saints. Thanks again to producer Dan as well for uh, keeping us all straight here on this Thursday, one of our busier shows of the week. Uh, Rob Nice will be in this chair tomorrow to take you through your Friday Black and Blue Report. We'll continue our conversation with the uh, Patriots. We'll continue our conversation about Saints-Patriots this weekend. I'll be visiting with Paul Perillo from uh, Patriots Football Weekly, and uh, that'll be a part of tomorrow's program and a whole lot more. I want to say, I want to say we get a little celebrity pop tomorrow. Uh, Producer Dan, is Wendell Pierce stopping by with Rob tomorrow? That'll be cool. That'll be cool. Uh, and then we'll have more from practice today on tomorrow's Black and Blue Report, the Friday edition that'll come your way at noon central. Uh, don't forget tonight, Monty Williams radio show on WWL-FM. That's 8 central if you want to catch it live on the radio. If you cannot make uh, that broadcast tonight, it will be up. Uh, Producer Dan tells us, I think starting tomorrow on pelicans.com, kind of the encore edition of this week's Monty Williams radio show. With that, I will leave you, and I will head over to not only the Saints practice facility, but the Pelicans practice facility, as I'll be meeting with both of those uh, factions today and uh, to get you that show ready for tonight. So with that, a busy Thursday, and we wish you the best the rest of this Thursday, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.